It's All Access with LMU Baseball Head Coach Nathan Choate. I'm your host, Jonathan Grace. Each week, Coach Choate will take Lions behind the scenes with the LMU Baseball Program, talk about page magic and upcoming events with the team. Coach, as always, great to have you with us. Good to see you, Jonathan. You as well. And today we've got a special guest on the podcast, LMU senior pitcher Josh Agnew. Josh, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. LMU Athletics would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local University Credit Union at ucu.org. Well, Coach Choate had his crystal ball out last time we spoke. He mentioned that he could feel the LMU Lions just on the verge of snapping the eight-game losing streak, and boy, was he right. LMU came out strong this past weekend against Gonzaga, going 2-1 and one in the series, and they head into USC with some momentum on their side. Today, I sit down with LMU head coach Nathan Choate and LMU senior pitcher Josh Agnew to talk about snapping a losing streak, what it takes to lead by example as a veteran player, and... There's some good news for the senior pitcher, and you'll just have to tune in to see exactly what it is. All that and more on today's episode of All Access. So without further ado, here's my conversation with head coach Nathan Choate and Josh Agnew. Coach, we'll start with you. You mentioned at the end of our last podcast that you could kind of start to get a sense of when a team is about to break or losing streak or kind of come out of a slump. And boy, you were right, two and one against the Bulldogs. And you guys did really, really well on Friday and Saturday to take those wins seven to one and eight to four, respectively. You know, what did it take to, to get this team to kind of set the pace against the Bulldogs? Yeah, I thought the guys were in a good mindset. Uh, I thought we came out and, like we talked about before, I thought we had a good day of training on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, on Friday, you know, we competed. CJ gave us a decent start. Offensively, I thought our guys did a great job um, having some tough at-bats. And same thing on Saturday, Matt McClure gave us a great start. And offensively, we stayed on it. And and then we had that big, I think it was the seventh inning, we kind of opened it up a little bit. And so a really good Friday and Saturday. Uh, not so good on Sunday, but uh, anytime you win a series, you know, we'll take it. Absolutely. And Josh, I'll kind of throw the same question to you. What did it take from your end to, to kind of help pick these guys up out of the slump and, and take those two early victories? We were still in like pretty good spirits, you know, throughout the whole time. And so like we were never really down on each other. We we're just like, all right, well, our time's going to come. Our time's going to come. And uh, I think on Friday we got a run in the first inning. And we're like, all right, like it's it's a good feeling to start out the game, like kind of punching early. And then we just kind of kept riding it from there. So I mean, we've been putting in the work. We knew our time was going to come, and we knew Gonzaga, like our, our schedule wasn't getting any easier, so they're a good team. And, yeah, we're just, we got our bats going. We got uh, kind of just all clicked this weekend, except for obviously Sunday. But, yeah, the first two games, it kind of felt like it clicked. Well, you mentioned punching early, and that's something that we've spoken about with Coach throughout this season from the hitting side. But from the pitching side, I'm curious to hear from your perspective, how important is it for you as a pitcher to come out and, and really strike early and, and put some of those guys away and set the tone? Yeah, I think that first inning is a, a big deal for us. You know, we kind of set the tone with the first, you know, it starts with the first pitch and um, we're big strike throwers. But we're not going to blow a lot of people away. So if we get the first couple of guys out, we just kind of set that tone for the rest of the day and kind of gives the guys confidence and like, all right, like we're going to be in a dogfight today. Like the pitchers got us. So it's like the hitters kind of think like, oh, OK, well, then we got their back too. So, Josh, you pitched on Saturday. You came into a tied ball game with a runner on base, uh, and you just immediately went to work. You closed out the inning very effectively and very quickly. What did it take for you to come into this ball game and, and just click right away? I kind of got used to that role, that kind of um, late inning, meaningful role. Um, and so it wasn't really, like, I wasn't nervous about it or anything. Like, I come in, like, that's my job. Like, I 
come in, get those guys out, and just kind of trust what coach is calling and throw it, execute the pitches, and, like, trust my defense. Like, I'm not going to strike a lot of guys out. I already know that. So I have a lot of trust in my defense. And then if I throw the pitch where it's supposed to be, then I think I can get anybody out. So. How much does that self-awareness play in as a pitcher, you know, knowing that uh, you may go into a situation where you, you may strike some guys out, you may not strike as many guys out. How much does that play into your strategy heading into a ball game? I'm always in the mindset of I'm not going to light up the radar gun. I'm not going to have, if I start 12 strikeouts or so, whatever, every time. So I think I, I just know me and I think knowing me is kind of uh, something that I've had to develop over the last couple of years. And I think I have a good sense of who I am now. And I think a lot of guys uh, can use me as an example if they're kind of like a pitching like me. Um, and, you know, just, you know, throw strikes and throw like what we call it the hole. So like throw out, basically throw down the zone and um, just trust our defense. Well, to be fair, you picked up the win on Saturday, and it does seem like the Lions seem to do well uh, when they have you on the mound. LMU has, has come away with the win four of the five times you've been in the game this season alone. You know, How do you feel that your work on the mound helps inspire not only the defense, but on the other side, in the other frame, some of the offense as well? Yeah, I think guys know what they're going to get out of me. Um, so I love being in those roles because for the most part, I wouldn't they have won the game before like I come in, like I'll come in late and I'll just do my job. So the game's already kind of rearing its course and I just have to do my job. So I think a lot of guys trust me and I think they know what I'm going to do on the mound. And yeah, it's just a really good feeling to have that trust with the teammates and kind of like know what to expect out of me. And coach, I'll, I'll kind of toss it to you with this one. You know, do you feel like this team kind of knows what they're going to get when Josh comes to the mound is, you know, his time at LMU and, and being more established in this program, you can kind of expect success at this point. Absolutely. I, I think uh, he's one of the leaders of the pitching staff, him and CJ and, and Alex Burge. Um, but I just I think Josh's experience um, and his competitiveness that everybody on the field feels comfortable when he's in the game. You know, you're going to get everything that he has. He pours his heart and soul into it. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I'm so proud of him as a leader now, not just playing, but like, you know, when he's not playing, doing field jobs, getting them. He spends more time getting the mound ready for the starting pitcher that day. And he may not even use the mound that day. It's things like that that I think, you know, the younger guys see and they go, wow. If, if Josh Agnew, who's one of our best guys, is doing that, um, you know, I, I better do what I can to help the team win. And so, yeah, really, really comfortable when Josh is out there. Um, you know, he, he was battling some, some injury stuff. And we uh, we were using him out of the bullpen, trying to build him back up. But he doesn't even know this yet. But uh, he's he's going to start on Thursday. We play Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week, and uh, I know he's going to be excited about that. I can see him smiling right now. Um, it's a big series, and our team will feed off of it. He is going to set the tone on Thursday against San Francisco, and there's not a guy we'd rather have out there. Well, Josh can't ask for much more of a raw reaction than that. You know, what are your thoughts? You're starting on Thursday. Yeah, you know, I was actually going to. Send uh, Choder a text yesterday saying, hey, I know it's only been a day since I, like, but do you have my role for the weekend? And so i kind of glad I didn't, and I just found out now. So, no, but I'm thrilled. You know, I've um, definitely battled a bunch of stuff to get back to, like, I honestly didn't think I was going to pitch at all this season at one point. So to uh, get back to, you know, where I'm used to being, it's a, it's a good feeling and to get rewarded, um, you know, an opening a series, it's a, it's a good feeling. 
Well, you, you talked about that feeling of opening uh, a series. I'd love to hear more about that. You know, how important is it for you as a pitcher to, to come out and set the pace early, uh, especially against a, a talented Don's baseball team? Yeah, I think it's um, like I was kind of saying earlier, you come out first game, you know, that Friday night, you're going to get their bet. It's like you versus their best guy. And I've always loved that as a challenge. Um, whenever I uh, took the first um, start on the weekend and you know, you know, you're going to get their best. They're going to come out. They're going to be all like rah, rah, whatever. But like, you know, I think I take it as a challenge. I know I'm better than anybody that's going to step in that box. And I think um, I think my pitching backs that up. And I think guys, uh, when they see me up there, they're definitely going to be confident. Like, all right, well, like we're going to be in one this game. Well, coach, you, you mentioned Josh and, you know, you said he's one of the guys that does some of the most work on the team in terms of getting the mound ready, getting that field ready, uh, even if he's not starting. How important is that for, for you as a head coach to have someone like Josh who can really lead by example for these younger guys? It's everything. I mean, you know, Josh knows this and, and him and I have a pretty strong relationship. I mean, he he, he is as good a relate. him and I have as good a relationship as, as anybody I've ever coached. I mean, and so he really takes on a lot of things with, with the pitchers when I'm not there, you know, obviously being the pitching coach and the head coach. And, you know, we don't have an ops guy or anybody else around there. So he is kind of a, you know, pseudo assistant coach player, you know, the whole thing. And so the guys give him a hard time about it, but he knows what wins. You know, I heard a quote the other day, might have been McCronin from UCLA basketball, that winners know why they win and losers know why, don't know why they lose. And, and I think Josh is a perfect example that he's a winner and he knows why we win, right? And he knows what it takes to be successful. And so the fact that he enforces all of those things and that detail stuff that gets overlooked a lot of times by players, um, he he has the ability to hold those help hold those guys accountable. So, yeah, very, very fortunate to have him back this year. Absolutely. We're, we're glad to see you back in Page Stadium as well. It's just fun to watch you pitch. And, you know, Josh, I want to hear from you a little bit about this as well. You know, why do you think it's important for you as a player and a leader on this team to go out there and, and put some of that extra time into to getting the mound ready and things like that? Uh, just because, you know, we have the saying, like, there are no little things. And so it's like, and then I don't want to be Mr. Quote guy, but like the way you do um, anything is the way you do everything. So it's like, there's like that little stuff quote unquote little stuff like the mound and stuff that people don't see as a big deal but like I don't know like I know if I was pitching and I saw a guy like working on the mound and stuff I, th- I think I'd be pretty fired up like I'm getting I don't know it's just stuff like that that would kind of like all right like I got this guy's back and so I just want to like lead by example for the younger guys and stuff and I'm like maybe not the mound but just kind of doing some of the dirty work and stuff like I'm I'm not gonna use my seniority over someone else like I'm I'm just as like good as anybody else so I think it's a, I think it's a good thing that I that I'm like proud of myself that I do, um, that just kind of like lead that by example and show the other guys kind of like the ropes and stuff. Well, it kind of answers my next question. I was going to ask a little bit about leadership style. We we tend to ask some of the older guys that on the podcast, but how would you describe yourself if you could briefly as a leader? What what does that leadership style look like for you on the field, off the field? Yeah, I think uh, definitely that lead by example that I was just talking about. Um, I can always you know, in my speeches or whatever that I give to the team or the pitchers, um, I'll say a bunch of stuff, but if I don't go and back it up, like it's just kind of words. And so I take that um, pretty seriously. Like if I say something and then I go out and do something else that kind of like contradicts myself and kind of um, puts the wrong idea in guys' heads. So I think um, definitely that lead by example and uh, that vocal leadership, just like when I'm not pitching, like just 
encouraging guys like when they're on the mound if they're having trouble you know I can don't usually but I'll talk to them in between innings just kind of like say hey dude you're doing fine like don't worry about it just keep going and stuff like that so how important do you feel that is for you even in a game when you may not be pitching at all to just really carry that leadership in and, and keep some of the younger guys in, encouraged throughout a game I think it's more important in a game that I'm not pitching because I, I can go out there and I can show what I'm doing like that's to lead my example but um, I think always picking up a guy and kind of showing, talking guys throughout the game, um, just kind of like showing them what I see that they not might see yet. Um, and so I think that's uh, equally, if not more important um, when I'm not pitching. So let's talk about your pitching specifically in terms of play for, for a moment. You've worn a few different hats as a pitcher for LMU. You've started games. You've come in in relief. You've been the guy that saves the game sometimes. How do you adjust your style of pitching and your mentality, more importantly, uh, when you're going into to kind of fit these different roles throughout a season? I think I've pretty much been used to a starter the last couple of years, so I've been comfortable in that role. And the last time I was a reliever was my sophomore year, and I don't think that went, went very well. Um so I definitely had to, there are two different mindsets. There's like the closer mindset that I've been in this year. Like me and coach talked about it a little bit. Um, there's a closer mindset that like, I don't know, like I'm going to be like dominant. I'm going to have my stuff and, and it's only going to last like an inning or two or whatever. And I think I'm in that weird gray area right now where I'm trying to figure out, I haven't had all the opportunities to try and, um, you know, find out my pitches, like all my pitches and what counts and not. And so I think uh, that mentality, mentality doesn't change for me. Um, I think just the role and kind of the, like the intensity of the moment will change. Like obviously it's a lot more intense if I'm coming in the ninth to save a game rather than starting the first inning. So um, I'd say just the role is the only thing that changes and mentality is kind of always the same for me. Well, Coach, you were mentioning kind of having to put Josh in different roles, you know, obviously as he's, he was battling back from injury and you never want to put a player at risk. But, you know, was, was that a little bit frustrating given someone of, of his raw talent and ability and, and the leader that he is to, to not have him out there pitching all the time for you guys? You know, it was frustrating for, for him. You know, I mean, I have a responsibility to, to take care of these guys as much as I can from a health standpoint. So I'm never going to put a guy in jeopardy or at risk. And so at times I'm a little too cautious. You could, you know, Josh will keep coming. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then, you know, I think one of the things is he has some perspective when he was healthy and he was ready to go. I think he was just itching to get in there. And so he didn't care what role it was. It was like finally, you know, taking the leash off a dog. As soon as I'm like, okay, fine, you can throw an inning. And he just went out there and started attacking it. And so um, it is difficult to balance, you know, listening to a player and his desire and his competitiveness shoot, obviously we'd like him out there as much as we can get him. Um, but there is a balance between the two where, you know, as, as a coach, you can't you can't just let a guy go out there if you don't feel he's ready yet. So up until this point, I didn't feel like he was ready to start. Um, I feel like he's ready to start. Well, we'll get to see it in, in just a couple of days. And, and, you know, Josh, do you feel as a player you're you're ready for that start? 100%. Yeah, I've been working back for this for a while. And judging by the fact that it's been over like a year since my last start i definitely think i'm ready for it well we're ready for it too we we can't wait to see it and can't wait to debrief after it next week and um coach i kind of want to return to talking about that gonzaga series for just a moment um you guys did a much better job in those first two wins at, at warming up the bats early you know was this something that that was a, a point of focus for the team heading into the series 
Absolutely. You know, we've been talking about taking more quality at bats, not necessarily the results of, of trying to get hits. It's hard to go up there and try to get try to get a hit and just, you know, I think guys stand within themselves and stand with their approach and, and what they're capable of doing. And, you know, going in a slump can be contagious. And when guys start to come out of a slump, that can be contagious, too. So, there, yeah, there's no question that that was really important. It actually it started to turn in the UCLA game um, on on that Tuesday. Um, that's when I think we came out and we had a really good first inning. Kenny had a single that he turned into a double that we talked about. That's when you could see us starting to come out of it. And I thought our at-bats all night were pretty good. And that continued on to Friday and then Saturday and then Sunday. I didn't think our approach was bad or anything. We just, we didn't get a very good start. We didn't throw very well on the mound. And, and it's hard to, on a Sunday, when you fall down early like that to kind of, you're fighting uphill. So that was a little bit challenging. But yeah, absolutely. It was a point of emphasis. And it, every game we play, if we can get on the scoreboard first, that, that helps. Well, I asked Josh this question earlier in the podcast, and I want to throw it to you now. You know, do you feel that good work on the mound can inspire good offense behind the plate as well? Yeah, I, I do. I think it makes it it makes it easier, right? When when you feel like you're getting a number one, you have tempo and pace and, and a guy that's out there throwing strikes and gonna keep in the ball game, you don't feel like you have to do too much, right? You can just go and stay within yourself and do your job. So they go hand in hand. And the same thing with the defense when when you're you're getting a good start and a guy's attacking the strike zone, you're playing with some tempo, the defense is better and, and the offense is better. And you know it, it is so you know, it's so night and day when we play good baseball and when we play bad baseball, especially with this group, for whatever reason, when we play really good baseball and we're clicking on all cylinders, we're a really good team. Um, one of the things we're working on and trying to be, get better at is when one of those facets fails, whether it be pitching or hitting or defense, how do we continue to fight and stay in that game and, and, and make it more competitive um, on a given day? So. And what are some of those things that you guys are, are implementing to be able to, to be more resilient and keep firing, even if maybe, say, one of the cylinders isn't operating as you would expect? Yeah, you know, it, it, I think it's just it's a mindset. And, and you hear that me talk about that a lot. Baseball is such a mental game. You know, you don't all of a sudden lose your physical traits, right? Your, your physical abilities, you know, you're throwing strikes and then all of a sudden you stop, you know, you're, you're hitting balls and then you stop. You didn't just forget how to hit a baseball or forget how to throw a baseball, but there is so much internal pressure in the game and, and the game is built on failure. And, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, trying to process those things and trying to do more than you probably should, um, you know, we're just, we need to get better at it. And, and honestly, I, I, I think, just going through it, talking about it, older guys sharing their experiences with younger guys. Um, you know, I, I wish we had a magic pill that we could just give them and all of a sudden we didn't have to go through some of these trials. But that's just part of it. That's that's what comes with experience. And you fail, then you get up. You fail, then you get up. And you fail, then you get up. And then hopefully at the end of the year, we take those failures, we've learned from them, and we become a much better and complete baseball team, you know, the second half of the season. And Josh, to you, you know, as one of the veteran and leading pitchers on the team, what do you tell the guys if you're noticing that maybe there was a good start and then something starts to trail off play-wise? You know, what do you tell the guys to keep them in the game and keep them fighting? You know, I try to stay away from the hitters as much as possible just because I can never do what they do. They're a lot better. That's why I'm a pitcher only now. So I'll always try to encourage them. I'll never give them uh, tips or tricks or anything because that's not my uh, – it's not in my repertoire at the moment. Um 
But yeah, no, just like that positive reinforcement, like these guys are, you just got to keep reminding that they're really good players. Yeah, it might not be going their way right now, but like they're here for a reason. They're playing division one baseball against some of the top schools in the country. Like you're not going to have success every time. So uh, it's just that perspective of like, dude, you're a really good player. You just got to keep trusting. I know you're frustrated, but you'll figure it out. Everybody does. So, you know, we talked with Kenny Oyama last week about routines and how important they can be in, in baseball, whether it's, you know, physical routines or some kind of, you know, superstitions that you have as, as a player. Do you have any pregame routines that, that you utilize or, or any superstitions? Uh, yeah, I'll definitely pay attention to say I'm starting or whatever. And we talk about routines in the fall or like towards the start of season. And um, so if I go and get a sandwich at some point in the day before my start, and I do a really good start, I'm probably going to go get that sandwich, the same sandwich um, the next time. But uh, as routines, I don't have much of like a specific set of routines. I kind of just have the same, you know, I'll listen to a certain type of music, I'll go and stretch at a certain time. And then, um, yeah, just kind of, but you'll see before I uh, start an inning, I'll kneel behind the mound and just kind of write some family initials names. And so like, that's basically the only routine I have, but yeah, there's definitely some superstitions, I guess, that you could say. And you feel those are, are pretty common uh, amongst pitchers and, and players at the college level? I think so. And and if I if they say no, I think they're lying. So, <laughs> so let's shift to talking about uh, the, the upcoming series against USC before we let you guys go this afternoon. So you play the Trojans next, and this is a team that you've already faced this season, you know, notably to, to open the season. You guys dropped the first two games and then took a really, really incredible 9-8 to victory in the 11th inning against these guys. You know, Coach, I'll, I'll start with you. Do you feel like this is a little bit of an advantage, given that you already have three games worth of film uh, against this team this season to analyze before the next game? I think both, you know, it's an advantage for us and it's an advantage for them. You know, both coaching staffs know each other really well. Um, so we know the personnel really well. Obviously, we've played them. You know, the, I think the biggest thing for us is uh, the thing I'm most focused on is our guys um, attacking the strike zone and, and pitching better. We need we need to get some of those younger guys pitching better and pitching with some confidence um, and continuing to, to build on the success with the offense. So, um, it's, tomorrow's an important game for us in our training to come out and play good baseball before we head up on a bus to San Francisco. So obviously you mentioned the familiarity between the programs and, you know, for those of you who, who, you know, may not know, obviously Jason Gill is a, a name that, that people at LMU are familiar with. You know, how do you coach go about differentiating your play style to kind of come out and, and maybe surprise Jason Gill's staff? I don't know if we're going to surprise him. I think we're probably, I think we're probably going to be talking about the same things. I think it's going to be about who plays better baseball, right? And um, I think he'll probably be telling his team the same things that we're we're telling our team. And so, it's about playing good baseball. You're competing against the game. You're not necessarily competing against the opponent. So, whoever plays better catch, whoever puts the ball in play more, whoever plays better defense, um, has has the better shot of winning the baseball game. So, you know, it's been a while this season since you, you've played the Trojans at the beginning. It's been 19 games since your last game against SC at the opening of the season. How do you, Coach, feel that this team has evolved over the course of the season so far? Uh, you know, we've, we've had our ups and downs like any team does. Um, we're obviously still a work in progress. You know, we've shown at times that we can beat anybody in the country, and, and we've had weekends where we haven't played well. And so it's just that theme of, of trying to become more consistent in our play and in our approach. Um, I think, you know, our mindset of it's an opportunity. And I, I really am hoping that this team kind of gets over the hump as far as 
I think sometimes we put pressure on ourselves when we it's a perceived big game. Now, I don't think guys are nervous. I think guys are just trying too hard to win, right? And instead of, hey, this is just an opportunity to play good baseball again and, and believe in yourself. And so, um, you know, I think we're obviously still a work in progress. We shoot, we have 75% of our conference schedule remaining. Um, so there's a whole heck of a lot of baseball left. Um, but yeah, I, I think we continue to get better. And Josh, same question to you. How do you, as a leader on this team, feel that this team has changed and evolved since that opening series? I think we, I think we have a good sense of what our identity is and who we are as a team. Um, I don't think we're going to be hitting all the fancy home runs, bat flip, and everything. And so I think uh, we used this a couple years ago when um, we went to the regional, but like we're not even supposed to be here. Like that was our uh, slogan or motto or whatever. But it's like we're not expected to win these games pretty much. Like on paper, you see USC and you see LMU. Like obviously you're going to think USC is going to win. So it's just that playing like freed up. Like I'm not even supposed to like I'm not I don't have any expectations on me. So like why would I put them on myself or why would I put that pressure on myself if no one else has that for me, you know? So I think if guys just keep, you know, play that freed up, play loose, play and just have fun with it. I think um, we have a pretty good chance to compete with anybody. Do you feel like it's a little easier for you to, to have that mindset, you know, given the fact that you guys have gone to the postseason already, you know, you, you kind of know how it goes over the course of a season compared to maybe some of the younger guys who are still kind of getting their, their feet wet in college baseball? Yeah, I definitely have a better sense of it. And I, I don't struggle with it as much as um, they do, but like they're freshmen, so they don't really know anything yet. And so I think, yeah, it's just that learning period, just like that, uh, you got to learn from your failures and all that stuff. And you kind of, you kind of take this time to see what works and see what doesn't. And you like learn from that. So I think, yeah, I definitely think I have a better sense from it. Like some of the older guys too. And it's just helping those young guys along. So they get a better sense of it quicker. Well, we appreciate your time this afternoon, gentlemen. We can't wait to see you duke it out with USC tomorrow. And Josh, congrats on the start against USF. <laughs> Thank you. appreciate it. Thanks, Jonathan. Before we sign off today, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Thank you to the LMU baseball team and head coach Nathan Choate for always allowing us to bring you this podcast each and every week. Our KXLU station manager is Lydia Amasso, and our executive producers are Mike and Alexis Harris. If you want to stay up to date with all things LMU baseball, you can follow at LMU Lions BSB on Instagram and Twitter to see what the Lions are up to this season. You can also get an exclusive look into the LMU baseball program by listening in right here on 88.9 FM KXLU each Tuesday at 6 p.m. Or by visiting lmulions.com slash podcasts to relive each episode anytime. And Lions, thank you for joining us for All Access with Nathan Choate. Join us next week as head coach Nathan Choate continues to take you behind the scenes with the LMU baseball program. Until next time, I've been your host, Jonathan Grace. Have a great week, and go Lions!